Kia ora, no mai haere mai and welcome to the Our Cooperative Podcast. Uh, this podcast is charged with introducing you to some of the weirdest, wonderful and most amazing people we have across our cooperative. These people every single day go out to sell, manufacture and move the 16 billion litres of milk that you produce on farm every single year. Uh, and they are in the far-flung corners of the world and it's my job to introduce you to them. No mai, haere mai, kia ora tato, and uh, welcome to another uh, Our Cooperative podcast uh, where we meet some of our awesome people across the globe working for Our Cooperative uh, and selling your milk every single day of the week. Uh, today, I'm really excited. We're joined by Komal Mystery. Uh, Komal is our Director of Active Sports and Lifestyle. Uh, so a new part of Fonterra um, was one of the new functional nutrition units uh, that we set up uh, and is a big part of our strategy going forward. So it's great to have uh, Komal with us today. G'day, Komal. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Really um, nice to be here and excited to um, take the farmers through our, our area of the business. Awesome. So I guess um, probably won't be that well known to, to, to many of our farmers. So uh, how long have you been in, in the co-op? Kind of, you know, what, what took you to Singapore? And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, daily life in Singapore. Cool. Um, so I've actually been with the co-op for just over nine years now. Um, I started out in uh, Takanini, actually, in our um, consumer business there um, and spent about five years in, in various roles, so actually have a, a legal and finance um, background. So that was um, fantastic in terms of really kind of learning about, uh, you know, our consumer business and, and the lead market in, in New Zealand and the exciting brands that we, we bring to um, consumers in New Zealand. So. Um, post that, uh, went into the innovation side of the world, uh, so led our Fonterra Ventures team for a couple of years, uh, and then two years ago got the opportunity to set up this functional nutrition unit um, here in, in Singapore. Um, and so we're two, coming up to two years in, um, have a fantastic team and, and uh, yeah, really enjoy um, working across different markets, um, a, across lots of um, exciting customers as well. So, um, yeah, mar- married, um, based here in Singapore, and my husband is um, embedded into the tech sector. So, yeah, we're really enjoying enjoying our life up here. Awesome. So, look, but before we get into, I mean, there's a few big words in there, functional nutrition all that, but before we get into that, um, top of mind for everyone at the minute, COVID. Where are you guys at in Singapore in COVID? And um, yeah, just generally kind of Southeast Asia, what are you seeing in terms of COVID and, and, and the stage people are at? So we are, um, we are still very much in lockdown here in Singapore. The, um, the market's slowly opening up in phases, um, but it means the um, world is very much, you know, continuing to work from home. Um, and a lot of, you know, food and beverage um, schools have slowly just started um, opening up as well. So it, it's quite interesting because, um, I mean, we operate globally. It's great to see New Zealand um, is, is out of the woods um, from a COVID perspective. You know, China actually this week, um, our teams are back traveling again um, domestically out in front of customers. Um, but very much when you look across Singapore, and our colleagues in the US, um, we're still we're still coming out um, of of the COVID phase. Mm, okay, so uh, active sports and nutrition, functional nutrition. Let, let's start with the description of, of functional nutrition. What does that ac- actually mean? And and when um, Kelvin, you know, and set these up a, a couple of years ago. W- why do we set them up? 
Um, so really, we uh, first look at, you know, what are the trends um, globally? So if you think about um, the way the, the consumer market is moving, um, mm -hmm. consumers globally are more and more interested in uh, living, you know, a healthier and, and active lifestyle and therefore are demanding, um, you know, nutritional products that, that kind of meet their um, specific um, specific goals. So I'll give you a couple of um, examples. I guess we serve um, three different types of consumers, so you can um, think about which which profile you probably sit in. Um, but the first is is where the uh, sports and active lifestyle, I guess, anchor of the category was. So if you think about, you know, those performance driven consumers, whether they are gym goers, um, CrossFit uh, athletes um, who are really looking for products that, you know, give them a winning winning edge. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where our dairy proteins play a really important role and have so for a number of years. Um, but where the market's evolving is you're starting to get, um, you know, the, the, the profile of the consumer is mainstreaming. So you, you start getting consumers that what we call goal focus. So, you know, their goal might be uh, reducing stress or improving sleep um, or, or reducing weight. Um, and then you have uh, the last segment of consumers that we call, which are, are lifestyle seekers. So these are, you know, most everyday consumers that are just looking for a healthier alternative um, to, to food and beverages, whether that's a healthier snack, a healthier indulgent um, product such as ice cream that's fortified, um, so, so we really kind of create uh, innovative solutions, work with health and wellness um, and, and food and beverage brands all around the world mm -hmm. um, to ultimately meet the needs of, of those types of consumers. Mm. So, I mean, you've kind of been involved uh, w with this part of our business since its inception. Just talk us a little bit through, like, how do you do that? Like, is it customers calling us? Is it seeking out potential? Like, talk us through a little bit around that that business development and, and how you've built this business. Yeah, so um, first, it's even though we are the B2B ingredient side of the business, it's really important that we understand um, consumer needs. Mm -hmm. And so that stems from a couple of different areas. So it might be um, consumers, you know, wanting a particular taste um, and texture. It might be that consumers want a particular format, um, such as we know, you know, snackification is a big trend, um, people wanting on-the-go products. Um, and then the third arm to that is really um, that, that claim or that um, functional benefit or, or goal, health goal that the consumer might have, um, which might be something like, um, you know, helps my um, digestive health or uh, improves my sleep, as an example. So um, what we do is we first understand consumers' lifestyle trends um, we then uh, work out, you know, how we might deliver on that, uh, mm -hmm. whether, it, you know, um, which, which kind of format, uh, what the health kind of claim or benefit needs to be, therefore the research that needs to sit behind it, um, and um, the, you know, the different needs of different um, markets as well. So uh, what a Chinese consumer um, might be looking for in a format um, might be very different to what a, a consumer in the US might be looking at. So we take all of that um, and we build um, the right kind of innovation pipeline and value propositions and we then take those um, and work actively with consumers, so uh, with customers, sorry. So 
to answer your question, it's probably a, a bit of both. Um, mm. we, we like to really lead the way um, and be very kind of insight driven and bring new news to our customers. But with our large customers, you know, we often do this in, in partnership and we, um, you know, do joint innovation and joint um, research together to come up with solutions. Um, so that's the process that we go through. Um, and then ultimately, um, you know, that leads to leads to the sales of um, of our kind of dairy ingredients, whether that be proteins, whether that be you know probiotics or or specialty um, ingredients like your kind of milk phospholipids. Awesome. And so let, let's talk about that. Have you got? Let's talk about a couple of examples of kind of that cool innovation that that's been the result of us. You know, working with with customers around the world, where we've taken you know a dairy component and and met one of those consumer goals. You got a couple of live examples we can talk through. Yeah, I've got a couple of examples, and 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 I think the protein um, examples are you know ho- hopefully more obvious um, to the farmer. So we had a um, a project earlier this year, an innovation project where. Um, you know, the challenge was really how do we fortify, um, you know, everyday kind of bakery um, goods. So if you think about your cookies, your muffins um, or, or brownies, um, bread even, um, to look at, you know, how do we create a healthier alternative that still tastes really good? Um, mm-hmm. And so we um, spent about 12 months in development working really closely with our R&D team um, to come up with a unique set of um, ingredients ranging everything from kind of your milk proteins right through to, to your whey proteins um, to come up with new functional ingredients that we are now kind of actively working with customers on, um, on through their NPD pro- pipeline. So that's one that um, might be a little bit easier to um, visualise. Yeah. Um, but, the, but there's also others. So I don't know um, if you're familiar, Richard, with um, MFGM, the milk fat globule membrane. It's a bit of a mouthful. I, I am not. <laughs> you're not? Okay. So um, you're testing my technical ability here. But um, essentially with milk, um, so milk contains, you know, droplets of fat. And then the outer layer of these droplets is something called MFGM, um, which then itself contains um, what we call complex milk lipids. Um, And Fonterra have actually been working with um, complex milk lipids for a number of years, but only really in the infant nutrition space because it plays quite an important role in brain development and and cognition in infants. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that we have started looking at is, is the application for adults because um, in 2019, I'm not sure if you're aware, but it won't be a surprise, um, consumers around the world are more concerned about anxiety and stress mm-hmm. um, than they are about being overweight, which is the first time that's ever happened um, globally. It's quite a significant shift. Um, and we have you know, a fantastic product um, that could be a nutritional solution um, for consumers. And so we've been um, actively working with partners. So uh, Buy Health, which is a um, one of the largest Chinese. supplement players in China. Yeah, um, so we, you know, they're very interested in this natural solution in particular for um, for stress management. Um, and so we we've got joint health research um, with them um, and a number of different um, innovation kind of partnerships and and um, projects that are going on. Um, that can, you know, mean that we can play in this market because it is a, um, it is a growing concern. Um, I think over, I think the numbers, 
crazy. It's over um, 62% of um, consumers globally have issues with sleep. Um, and when you think about, you know, going back to basics, drink your glass of milk before you go to sleep, um, that's all coming, you know, back um, full fold. And, and we, we might not know things like this, but um, one of the things I learned is that some of our dairy proteins have high levels of um, tryptophan, which is a precursor to melatonin, which then helps you sleep better. So, you know, trying to really understand the goodness of dairy and then um, match that with solutions um, for our um, customers and consumers is what we get quite excited about. I tell you what, let me know if you uh, you guys invent a, a cure for uh, two-year-old twins to sleep through the night and uh, I'll be first in line. But so, um, so you'd say, so because it's interesting, even I kind of had the perception that, you know, um, this was largely around kind of, you know, bodybuilders and gyms. But but what you're kind of saying is that well-being and that, that lifestyle component is, if not, you know, as important, if not more important kind of going forward with respect to applications. I would say um, the sports market is important, um, but it's not where the growth is. It's it's really around that lifestyle um, consumer and broadening away from, you know, weight management is always going to be a, a top concern for, for consumers. Yeah. Um, but but understanding where those, you know, next horizons of growth are, um, mental well-being is, is a big one. Um, and then um, other interesting things that are emerging um, is that whole... Uh, desire um, around um, beauty from within. So nourishing yourself from the inside out. Um, and so you see, you know, the significant multi-billion dollar beauty market also starting to look at things like um, nutrition. Um, and when you walk into, um, I don't know if New Zealand, does New Zealand have Sephora? Um, Sephora? I really it's, am the wrong person <laughs> to ask that. Uh, but we'll go your with wife, yes. Your she'll, wife might know. Yeah, 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 yeah she'll know. So, so basically Sephora is, um, if you think about farmers in New Zealand, has a significant beauty section of, of lots of different brands. Um, Sephora is the same but, but dedicated. Um, and now you're seeing, you know, beauty stores have um, nutrition. So things like... Um, you know, supplement powders that, that are protein-driven um, or, or probiotic supplements that um, support the gut and therefore, um, you know, the idea is it then supports your, your beauty, um, your skin and hair and things like that. And so, you know, I think the, um, the potential for this division is immense and the role that dairy can play um, in these different segments is something that we're exploring, which is quite exciting. Super exciting. Um, so thinking back, back here to New Zealand, um, where which are the which are the major factories? I guess that that we saw that you, that the predominant of your ingredients was sourced. I see Hotapu. Where else? Candy uh, Boy, um, uh, a range of different factories um, okay. actually. Um, so um, Fariroa is another one. Um, our functional proteins come out of Candy Boy. Um, we've got our microbial fermentation unit, which produces our probiotics um, in Palmerston North, so a, a whole array. So, so a good chance that, that uh, somewhere along the lines for most parts of the country, um, you know, our farmer's milk ends up uh, uh, in, the, in the sports and active uh, segment. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's, cool. that's awesome. That, that's really, really interesting. Um, so then I guess looking forward, you know, how important is this, you know, to our strategy? You know, how, how do you think this is going to be, you know, the, the, the next sort of food service? Like, you know, 
is you know is this a critical part of of our our volume going forward or do you see it growing materially um look i think it's um i mean that's why it was called out and as as a core growth engine um in frontier's refresh strategy i mean the potential is significant yeah. Um, and what's great here is the value that we're able to um, generate when we're, you know, based on the market that we're going after. So we've started, you know, moving into um, uh, this whole area of, of supplements, um, high end, you know, what we call functional ingredients that are quite differentiated in the market through, mm-hmm. through um, driven through innovation. Um, and so, you know, the value piece um, might be smaller volume um, from some of our other categories in Fonterra, but the value piece is there. And, you know, with the establishment of these functional nutrition units, and that's a mouthful to say, um, it really, you know, our job is to make sure we stay relevant. Um, so it might be, you know, as we've described today, the role of dairy can be quite diverse. And it's about, you know, matching the consumer segment um, where we can generate the most value um, and and staying relevant to our to our customers all through all driven through the goodness of dairy. Um, so yeah. Hey, I think that uh, I mean that's a pretty pretty nice place to end. I, I've certainly um, taken heaps from the chat, and and I know that maybe when when lockdowns uh, kind of lifted a bit, it'd be great to, to get you back here and, and some of your team back here because I know farmers will be particularly interested in this um, and. You know, innovation has been called out as a, as, you know, is what Miles has said he wants to double down on in our strategy. Um, and it sounds like this is the part of the world where we are going to generate those um, those sustainable long-term returns for our farmers. So that's great to hear. Um, final question um, for me is just around, you know, you've talked about consumer trends with respect to functionality. Um, what are you hearing, and, and it may be less relevant, but what are you hearing with respect to, um, do they link that functionality? Where does sustainability and kind of origin traceability, you know, how the milk's produced and how the ingredients are produced, is that a big factor for, for, for your customers and their consumers? Um, it's a significant factor. So if if we were to boil down kind of three trends, one would be around that, you know, that health research side and the consumer benefits the second would be you know things like the format through snacking and the third biggest area is this whole area of um i mean we call it you know ethical well-being so you know consumers have a greater awareness for the relationship between you know the environment and and their health um and therefore strong desire for clean green authentic know where my um, products come from and when we're in front of customers around the world um you know, it's really, it's a really easy conversation um, yeah. because the reputation that New Zealand dairy has, that Fonterra has, um, and that our milk has just kind of speaks for itself. So it is really important. Um, and we are seen as, as, as premium, not only because of the innovation, but because of, of where, we, where we source from. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you, Komal. I guess just before we um, close out, any sort of final messages for our farmers? Anything you, you want them to hear? Um, look, I think it's just um, what what farmers do every single day um, just helps make the world um, a better place um, through through dairy nutrition. And you know, I have the privilege of being at the the, the right at the end of the value chain where I get to see that. Um, but yeah, that message to farmers that it it really does make a difference. And I think um, not everyone gets to wake up every day and say that um, you know that's the impact that they're having. So they should be really proud. Oh, you will have made a few fans today, Cobble. Thank you very much. It's um, it's been great to chat. Hopefully, you guys come out of uh, 
lockdown soon and we can get you down here in New Zealand and out on farm. Thanks so much. No, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our cooperative podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if there are people or areas of the business that you'd like to hear from, just let me know. Hope you're all having a great day in the hot air.